0: Welcome back to the Dad in Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we're back here again. A new week at Dad in the Rock. Uh, I understand you had an interesting week uh, trying something new, didn't you?
1: Oh, yeah. And, uh, I haven't been in work in you know, the past you know, however long we've been home now. I've completely lost uh, count of days. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, my wife has actually gotten irritated with me just being home. So she told me to go and try DoorDash. I think everyone's kind of familiar with that. lives in some type of metropolitan area. Uh, so I went ahead, downloaded the app, filled out some of the information and literally they kicked me out the door the same day. There was no waiting. I mean, it was a background check, but literally the background
0: check was sketchy as hell. Really? I mean, it it came back in like two seconds. It's <laughs> like, what were they checking? If you had a valid driver's license and a car that could move down the road, I guess. Well,
1: even they asked for like my license plate number, the type of car I had. So they asked all that information too. But, uh, got out there and downloaded the app on my phone. And it's been interesting. I mean, it's it's had me like I've gone out and I've me see in two days, I work like three hours maybe. I must made seventy dollars in one day. Wow. For, like I said, less than three hours. I went out twice yesterday and made roughly about fifty bucks. Okay. So it, it it lets you know when you're going. Now, for instance, DoorDash it's, itself is cheap, so you are relying on the customers tipping you. Right. So, I mean, the app will show you DoorDash paid like 20 some dollars and then customers paid like, say, 22, 23 in that like that window you went ahead and you were working.
0: So, you will know, you made roughly about, you know, 40, 45 dollars or something down like those lines. Well, that's not too bad. I mean, what was your experience like, though? I mean, was it uh, fairly easy? Were the people nice? How many people did you see that first day? Uh, first day I seen
1: five. It was just me kind of getting my feet wet and... Just kind of figure out what I was doing, where I was going, how the app worked. And the app is, I got to give them credit for the app. The app inter- like works really well. Because you go ahead and you say, if I don't know where I'm going, because you don't know where these people's houses are. You hit directions in the app, and it goes ahead and connects to your choice of maps. Right. Like for me, mine's Apple Maps. So it automatically defaults to Apple Maps and takes me right where I need to go. And it's the same with, say, where the restaurant is. Now, I'm working in the area that I live in, but I, I'm where I live is actually a bad spot I'm finding out. It's, I'm on a learning curve with that, but they take track how often you go ahead and decline. So you don't want to have a high decline rate. Right. Um, so you want to take as many as they give you, but you also have to be conscious of where you're going. Like for instance, last night I went out and I was out till about a little after 10. It's like, you know what? There's peak hours. So they give you a, a bonus of a dollar, $2, $3, depending on how busy it is, what time of the day it is. Uh, lunchtime, dinner time is really busy. If you run later at night, typically they'll go ahead and give you a bonus. So but yeah, I was running later and it sent me into downtown Dayton, third street. Oh boy. At like nine thirty at night. And I'm like, <laughs> man, and, and even in the notes, it was like park in the alley and meet me in the lobby. I'm like, oh I mean not much makes me uneasy, but parking in the alley in Dayton. I'm like, man, it just could I had like alleys in different areas where I was like, Man, this isn't gonna be good. But luckily I was out not too far from like Fifth
0: Street. So it was it wasn't in a bad area. Oh well, that's good. Yeah, I used to live in downtown Dayton, had a little apartment there myself, and uh, well, let's just say I, I used to work a lot because I just didn't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, man, it's it's been
1: uh, been pretty good. It's been nice. I've been able to get out. I've been you know giving a lot of podcast love to a lot of uh, other podcasts out there. I'm all over Twitter, so I'm just finding a bunch of podcasts. And I'm downloading them and listening to an episode. And if it's if it's really good, I, I subscribe to it. And it's given me an opportunity to listen to more of our fellow podcasters. And I've run across, across quite a few good ones. It's just moving. And with gas being as cheap as it is right now, I topped my tank off. I think I only had a quarter tank left. And it only cost me like 12 bucks to fill. Oh,
0: yeah. That is nice. One of the perks of our uh, current situation.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, with gas being as low as it's been and, you know, making... You know, fifty bucks and just a couple hours of work. You know, running food to people—it's uh, not a bad gig. The later it gets, I'm noticing it's more—it's more fast food. So it's more your McDonald's. It's more things like that, which right. which is which is kind of easier. I mean, these the bigger restaurants I'm finding they're a pain in the butt. <laughs> like I got one order and I had to sit in the actual lobby
0: for 30 minutes before it was even ready. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I've done DoorDash. I've done the uh, Uber food kind of deal before. And uh, half the time, it seems like I've had issues with the food, either the order being wrong or taken longer than originally was anticipated. Do you have any uh, fails? Well, luckily right now, uh, with the pandemic we're in right
1: now, everything is sealed shut. Everything is stapled. Uh, it specifically says do not open anything. So it tells me to verify what's there. But if restaurants are sealing the bag with stickers or stapling them, I just say, got it, got it, got it, and I go. Oh, cool. Just because, I mean, I can't I can't verify it, and they can't expect me to verify it and expect their food still to be sealed up in the bag as well. Right. I know last night, Cheesecake Factory told me that they were out of bread. It was like one of the last orders of the evening for them. And so I knew ahead of time to go ahead and let the guy know that, you know, there's got no bread in here, but everything else is good. Hey, man, I
0: ain't got no bread in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like... A, 20 year olds. I'm sorry, man. You didn't get no loaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, uh, am gonna you know, like a new experience for you. Uh, do you think it's something that you'd be interested in doing kind of full time or on a longer, longer basis, or is it just something temporary?
1: Uh, right now, I mean, it's we're gonna play it by ear. Right now, the goal is. Uh, make a credit card payment with it, which I was successful with, and I need to be able to go cover my car. Right. So I'm looking if I can go ahead and maybe get 20 hours out of it a week. They pay weekly. Uh, it went ahead and deposited today. So they, I guess they release it on Mondays and it shows up in your banks on Tuesdays. It's something that is I can continue after everything gets back to normal as well. So if right. it's something I just want to get out of the house on a weekend or in the evening, so the family drive driving me nuts, I just want to listen to music, drive around, deliver some food. I can make
0: a quick, you know, forty bucks in a couple hours. Nice, very cool. Well, sure. We'll look forward to hearing uh, your continuing adventures with that. Uh, <laughs> I think you might have a story to tell. Uh, maybe we'll see week to week. I don't know. I'm bound to run into some pothead eventually <laughs> yeah. when you're at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting at. Um, well, that's cool. Yes, yeah. So last week, if you guys listen, last week, I told you a little bit about building a PC. And, uh, this week I went from building a PC to building a website. Uh, it's official. Dadnarock.com is up and running. Uh, so go, go visit it. Yeah. Pretty exciting for us. We had kind of a, um, non-existent website. I mean, you could go to it, but there was nothing there. It was kind of generic bare bones. Um, this one's a little bit better. It's, it's branded. It's got links to actual episodes. Uh, it's got ways to contact us, links out to our social media pages, uh, so yeah, I highly suggest going to dadnorock.com and and checking it out. We're getting awfully close to looking professional. We got
1: to slow the ball down.
0: Yeah. You can't roll too quick. Then expectations are going to be too high now. If we're not careful, people are going to think we uh, do this seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> we are still vaguely nowhere near professionals, <laughs> vaguely, not even right to word. <laughs> Hobbyists at best, but I think we're doing all right. Yeah, no, we're surviving. People are listening uh, pretty consistently, which is pretty cool. Uh, the podcast world on Twitter has been amazing. Uh, you know, reaching out to them, you know, responding to them, you know, following them, and them doing a return. And
0: I think we're feeling the love is, you know in our downloads now as well. So you know, cool. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, once again, go ahead and go to dadnorock.com. It's a great landing page for everything dadnorock related. Yeah, so moving on here, we have a bit of an update with uh, Trolls World Tour. It's something we kind of reviewed a couple episodes ago. I know both of our families enjoyed it, right?
1: Oh, yeah, it was a, a rewatch multiple times, and my daughter is a rock troll. She threw up the horns today in the living room, which is amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it kind of got um, a little infamous on Twitter where a lot of people were um, tweeting about the fact that they were paying uh, that $20 amount every 48 hours or so because their kids just wanted to watch wanted the to movie over watching. and over I didn't over see again. that, but
1: I can, I can absolutely <laughs> understand it.
0: Yeah, I saw like tweets where I just, you know, spent $80 on this <laughs> Trolls World Tour movie because <laughs> my kid won't leave me alone. And they're like, you know, they're stuck in the house with their kids and they're just trying to get them to, uh, well, you know. It makes Universal look brilliant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, speaking of which, it kind of uh, lends to some recent news here about how successful Trolls World Tour is. Has been. You and I were reading an article today. I guess uh, it looks like it's set to make more money than the original, even without being in theaters.
1: Yeah, it's trending that way. Uh, the original made 100. I think it was 118 million in the three weeks. It was out, so it was the same time period that's *Trolls World Tour* has been out, and *Trolls World Tour* is only uh, 18 million behind it, and that is with absolutely no theater love at all. Wow! So uh, it's it's been very successful, and, and I I hinted in the past thinking if if this is something that is viable. Well the other you know studios kind of follow suit or Universal kind of do something down this lines and this article kind of article kind of uh, verifies my thought a little bit. Now AMC is uh, lack of a better way of saying it's pissed. <laughs> they came out because the, uh, Jeff Shell, the CEO of Universal, came out and said this was so successful. this is something that they're gonna explore in the future when they release now when the theaters open back up, They'll go ahead and dual release. So they'll release it in the theaters and on uh, paid uh, video on
0: demand. Yeah, and like, I guess not just kids' movies, right? But like every universal release? Yeah, they, they there was nothing specific. It just says Universal Movies. So it could be any type of universal movie they'll go ahead and release in both formats. Wow, no kidding. So any anything from uh, the latest attempt to resurrect the uh, Universal Monsters franchise or all the way up to uh, a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, could you imagine if Fast and Furious released at home or, and at the theater at the same time. Oh, people would. Um, I think it has the potential to do even better than a Trolls World Tour. That's kind of hard to say because of the circumstances that we're in right now. And parents were just, you know, looking <laughs> to have some content for their kids while they're stuck in the house with them. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, I still think it would be pretty successful. You, gotta, you know, you're a bunch of fans of that series that wouldn't just that would hesitate to just drop 20 bucks to watch it.
1: Well, you think about it. You're going to reach a bigger audience. Right. Because everyone that can go to the theater is going to go to the theater. They're going to spend the money. But when you go to the theater, you're looking two people. You're looking roughly about what? Almost 30 bucks for two tickets. Yeah. And then you're spending at least 30 bucks more on concessions. Now, that's where theaters get upset because you're not getting concessions. But uh, I'm at home, 20 bucks for the movie. You know, 15 bucks for the six pack and a pizza. (laughs) You're golden. Yeah, and you can have as many people over as you want. So that, that twenty dollar movie may only cost you five bucks if everyone splits it up. So that I mean, that's the audience I think that's more like I'd say more conscious of spending a ton of money going to the theater that may just want to wait for it to come out to, you know, video on demand where they'll only pay two bucks for or six bucks or whatever it would be at the time when they buy it or rent it. So if they can get twenty dollars out of that person that they would typically only get six dollars right. out of, why would they not go try that?
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think this quarantine culture that we're in is kind of lending itself to people getting used to the idea of uh, spending more time at home, uh, at least when it comes to, you know, kind of uh, avoiding the theater. Right. I mean, I I think it's hard to say because this is also new to us, like when theaters open back up, I know some theaters are opening in Georgia already. um, Are people going to race to go to the movie theater and be stuck in a big room with a bunch of other people kind of uh, sitting side by side like sardines like they used to? Or are they going to be hesitant to go back because of that fact? I'm like it's, uh, I don't know. So, you know, the the kind of division between this studio in particular and AMC Theaters, who's, you know, the biggest player in the market when it comes to playing movies um, across America and North America. And I think you were saying like internationally, too.
1: Yeah, internationally, they're out there. So, I mean, AMC pretty much said they're going to stop playing all Universal movies immediately as like. Stopping. That's huge. So no matter where the theaters are, they're open. If
0: they're reopening, they would not be showing a Universal movie until uh, Universal and AMC hash this out. Yeah, and I mean, to my knowledge, we've never seen anything like this before. I mean, movie studios and uh, th- movie theater chains have been working hand in hand since I don't know, you know, <laughs> the dawn of movies. <laughs> So for this sort of thing, I mean, they had a kerfuffle back in the day of like home video release where, you know, people would buy laser discs and VHS and there were some issues with that. But that eventually kind of uh, worked itself out where there were, you know, times and and delays where, you know, it used to be when we were kids, a movie would come out of the theater and you wouldn't see the home video release for maybe a year afterwards. It was that long. Yeah, now it seems like it's next week. (laughs) Yeah, and that window has been getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And then with streaming and and on-demand content... Um, nowadays I mean you get the digital release, you know, two weeks, three weeks before the physical um disc comes out to purchase. Um, so it feels like it feels like everything's kind of been heading in this direction as is. And then this uh this whole quarantine thing seemed to kinda kinda ramp it up. Yeah, no, I mean I'm not unhappy about it. If it's something that's gonna
1: if it's a big movie, I'm still going to the theater for it. Right. But if it's I mean, this could benefit think about how this would benefit families. Like I know those movies when Zach was younger. Uh, Skyler was younger They would love to have seen Say for instance In a theater And I was kind of Halfway interested in But knowing uh, For I'll give you a perfect example The Peanuts Yeah We made it halfway through Because it was just too much Sitting in the theater The volume All of it was just too, It was a sensory overload Where they couldn't Handle the actual movie In the theater Right And if we had an option to go ahead and do it at home i would have definitely picked up the option of doing it at home
0: yeah i think a lot of families would uh buy for that option i mean it's a lot to to especially if you have you know multiple kids to kind of wrangle them all together and go out to the the theater and like you mentioned you're spending uh, more money on food at that point than you are for the tickets themselves so uh it's definitely a viable option for families um but uh it's going to be very interesting to see how this whole thing works out we have we do have another example coming up here shortly As we head into May, I know Warner Brothers is releasing Scoob um, to digital only now. It it was going to be a pretty wide release. They had trailers in the theaters for it. Um, I've seen marketing. Like, I I went to go pick up my my dog some uh, dog food the other day. And in the uh, pet store, they had legit Scooby snacks (laughs) with that CG Scoob on the front of the box and like wow they uh they spent some money towards marketing uh all that for just you know a digital release going forward so they, they're trying to get their money back originally it was going to be delayed but now they're just like well let's just put it out there and maybe due to the success of trolls
1: yeah and i mean why not i mean we're running we're literally running out of things to watch on television yeah i think you were saying earlier is 1999 the rent like Video on demand are twenty twenty five to buy. I think it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, twenty. So another five bucks, and you own it. You know, indefinitely. I think that's probably going to be the more popular option for a lot of folks, um, and it should <laughs> hopefully alleviate those uh, Twitter users who who dropped eighty bucks on trolls. They could just <laughs> spend twenty five and watch it forever. If you drop 80 bucks on Scoob, you you need, there's some issues. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to see how this whole thing works out. Like, you know, it's just one more example of uh, wait and see with our, our changing world here to see uh, how it eventually shakes out. But uh, very interesting. If there was a battle line drawn though, what side of that line would you be on the theaters or would you be on the, the studios? I don't buy the fact, I don't think theaters will close down indefinitely. Now, it may reach a point to where we, we don't have a plethora of like, you know, where a city will have, I don't know, 10 different options for a theater to go to and and seats, you know, like 100 seat theaters. Maybe it gets to a point where it's more of a uh, kind of a tailored experience to where you're in maybe a, like a smaller crowd um, and the uh, the seats are nice. Maybe you get served food or something. I don't know what else you could do at the theater because they've been, they've been making a lot of progress here over the last few years. With just, you know, the recliners, and they're trying to incorporate, like, better food and stuff. So, it's tough to say. I don't know how you can make the theater experience better, but, uh, I mean, digital's not going away. Streaming's not going away. If anything, it's just going to get bigger.
1: I mean, I can almost see a future where these studios have their own video-on-demand, like, services. Sure. Like, they all just have their own service, per se, and you don't have to go through iTunes or, you know. Yeah. You know, any other, whatever your your preferred streaming service would be but you'd go straight through them so they would know exactly how much how quick and it wouldn't be like a re
0: a reporting thing on you know how it'll take say three four weeks before they get their numbers back yeah i mean we are moving in that direction where it seems like each studio is going to have their streaming option right i mean we've got disney plus um warner brothers is going to have hbo max universal is going to have peacock um it's not like now you can't go on netflix and make a purchase of a movie but You know, who's to say that those uh, studios with their individual streaming services won't give you that option? Yeah, I I don't think that's a stretch thinking that
1: that's down the road. It would only be specific movies that go to the theaters. And I I think the
0: theaters will fight that tooth and nail. because That's going to be a death blow to a lot of them. For sure. And it's kind of sad to talk about, you know, kind of the the death of the theater experience. I don't want it to go away. I love going to the theater. It's one of my favorite pastimes, but it's got some stiff competition here. There's going to be some equilibrium that eventually takes place, but I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better.
1: (laughs) I think this next year is going to be a real telling sign on how the theaters are going to rebound. Yeah. Because we can't be sitting side by side for a while. So how are they going to, you know, implement, you know, the distancing and everything? How am I going to eat my popcorn and drink my Coke <laughs> with my, you know, with my mask on? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's one of those things. I was even telling my wife they may mandate you wearing it when you walk in, but once you're in, what's going to stop people from taking them off?
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. I mean, I wear them when I when I head to the store, but as soon as I'm back in my car, which you know I'm by myself, but it's like I. I take that mask off as soon as i can <laughs> i don't like breathing like warm air yeah
1: and i, I can't imagine what it's going to be like in june and july when it's hot outside and you're wearing this mask it's, it's gonna
0: be miserable <laughs> oh it's gonna be terrible well yeah i mean interesting to say the least we'll see how that uh, worked itself out here yeah. but
1: yeah from doom and gloom to uh how about may the fourth be with you yeah ah uh, star wars
0: <laughs> you know our sweet spot yeah talking about something <laughs> we're uh, enjoying at home you texted me as soon as you watched the latest episode, episode ten of Clone Wars, and we're just going to touch on it because I think we're going to have a more in-depth review in a later episode. But uh, what do you think of episode ten? Oh,
1: dude, we can have a whole episode on this episode by itself. Yeah, you're
0: probably right. Like
1: in between you know how much it was touching on from from the movies to how much Maul was realizing, you know the the works to how amazing the scenes looked. I think we were talking, you know, pre-show, and we both have a, a kind of a different favorite scene in the movie. In the, in the movie, wow, it felt like a movie. It did feel like a movie. Yeah, it was, for me. It was an immediate rewatch. I watched it once, heard everything, and I was like, okay, did I miss anything? I just put watch again. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. <laughs> but it was, it was great.
0: Yeah, I thought it was very cinematic, and I thought last week's episode was good with uh, Ahsoka kind of uh, arriving on Mandalore and kind of, um, I don't know, just looking uh, completely capable as uh, Jedi or ex-Jedi. But her, you know, her, her tete-a-tete with Darth Maul was just fascinating. He's always been, he's been a great character since, you know, he wasn't much of a character at all in The Phantom Menace. <laughs> he was literally just kind of the silent bad guy, but... He is he is a, like a pathos and he's very eloquent. Um, in the Clone Wars and he's and well rips. saw. Yeah, yeah, he thinks things through. I mean his his dialogue in
1: the scene where they were in a, I, my favorite scene when they're actually in the throne room and him and Ahsoka are going back and forth, and then that the glass shatters yes. and they just stand there and don't even move and you see it slowly go past both of them. I mean shots like that.
0: Just kind of make me remember on why I love these series so much. Yeah, and I've even heard from folks. They were just like, you know, they're hoping that they actually release these last four episodes in the theaters eventually because they're, they are so cinematic. I would love that. And that's something I, I might go and see if they decide to show it in the theaters because it does look so good. I mean, kind of touching on what we talked about earlier. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. That scene was crazy. This whole episode was great. Uh, we'll, we'll go in more depth a little bit later. Yeah, there's a lot of restraint happening right now. <laughs> I was like, I can't. We're
1: going to do it later.
0: Cutting ourselves off here.
1: <laughs> but, but like I said earlier, May the 4th be with you. May 4th, yes. Star Wars Day, is fastly approaching. Disney Plus has come out with a, a few things they're just saying that they're going to do for us. Uh, apparently, there is like a Mandalorian documentary series uh, that they're releasing. Uh, I don't know how many episodes it is off the top of my head, but... Uh, I'm thinking it, it can't be anything more than a glorified, like, extra scenes that you would find on a Blu-ray.
0: Yeah. Or something down those lines. But it, it's kind of given us more of what we want. I love stuff like this. I mean, I could listen to Filoni and Favreau talk Star Wars all day long. Um, so between that and them talking about characters and the, and the story, the plot, and just the new techniques that they were using filmmaking-wise, I mean... They they kind of were trendsetters and and started a uh, a brand new uh, way of filmmaking to where they were not only kind of shooting in green screen but they were shooting in a giant studio surrounded by LED monitors that could just place them anywhere. I mean, you could put a planetscape around them um, using uh, like real time screens surrounding the actors. And uh, I can't wait to learn more about that. Yeah, no, that's
1: gonna be fun. What I'm really hoping for from this uh, from these these extra pieces they're gonna be giving us. Is maybe a a sneak peek into next season? Oh yeah, a kind of a kind of like maybe what's a character you know another character we're gonna see because rumor has it that they are gonna have Darth Maul in it. The uh, the guy that voices him and kind of did him within the the solo movie mm-hmm. is the one that's rumored to have some type of some part in it. And unfortunately, to, how on for earth could them, it be Darth Maul? I have no idea. I may have something to do with the uh, gang syndicates he has something to do with or
0: or something. down I no mean, idea. it would have to be a flashback because he's he's dead by the time Mandalorian starts. Yeah, I've got no idea. All I know is the guy came out and said season
1: two is going to blow your mind. Oh. And why would the guy that does all this for Maul have any? I don't know if it's just trying to pump the series up. Right. Or if he's given us something that, you know, something to it. So. I mean, we can only wait and see, what, what October, I think we got to wait till?
0: Yeah, it's all kind of speculation right now. I mean, they've only kind of put out drips of information so far with uh, some character designs on new characters. And, of course, uh, Rosario Dawson was cast as Ahsoka. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, everything is shot and in the can. Luckily, they, they kind of uh, concluded season two uh, filming it um, before all this uh, COVID stuff <laughs> went down. Yeah. So they have the footage. They could certainly cut together a trailer for season two. I'm hoping.
1: Yeah. And that we may see that May 4th. Yeah. I would not, I would not be shocked if they didn't even like put anything out or like no advertisements or anything for it. And then when you put play for the first one or on the last one, you know, a trailer for the new one plays.
0: Right. Yeah. That would be awesome. So
1: You would have to actually watch through it or, you know, if that was well, something like that was out there, Twitter would let up. It would just blow up. Like, okay, this is okay. Go to this episode, watch this.
0: You'll see the trailer. <laughs> yeah. So that's something to look forward to. And then uh, one last thing, as far as uh, May the Fourth, what's what's coming to us? Uh, Disney Plus is going to have the Rise of Skywalker um, to kind of complete the Skywalker saga. Uh, stream it in, in, you know, 4K HDR. It's already been out on digital for a little bit. Did you purchase it at all when it came out? No, I
1: haven't purchased this. I was kind of waiting for it to come to uh, Disney Plus. I don't. Honestly, I don't own any of them. I have them all through Disney Plus.
0: Yeah, I own Empire Strikes Back, and um, I think uh, I I own some of the newer ones, too. But, I mean, it's tough, man. When when you know that a streaming service is going to be streaming it in 4K just a a couple months after you can make that purchase on Vudu or whatever, it's kind of hard to justify it. Yeah, no. I mean, I think this is going to be kind of the way I do my movies from here on out. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't have any real... I want to buy some of them, unless it's a, you know, uh, some type of nostalgia movie that I just got to have. Yeah. Or I don't know when it's going to come to a streaming service or there isn't a, a specific streaming service that I'll go to. Right. Uh, that would be the only time that I'll specifically buy one. Uh, Zombieland 2, for instance, I bought that one.
0: I don't know where that would be. So I went ahead and purchased <laughs> that. Well, I mean, so it's coming out. You'll be able to watch it. Are you going to watch it? I I think I may. Or
1: depends on how the day is going. Because with the homeschool and everything, I think me and Zach are gonna go ahead and, you know, may- maybe maybe nah, maybe do a Lego or two. I've got a a Stormtrooper helmet. It's like they just specifically released them recently, so it's a brand new release. Yeah. It's it stands probably about six inches, maybe a foot tall. And it's a big set. I mean, there's nine hundred some pieces, if not more, in the set. And I got it for myself. Because <laughs> right now Zach and I are building the International Space Station together. Oh, cool. I, I may have to watch uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Just because how much it's you know playing into what's going on now. So, yeah, it's going to be
0: turn on Disney Plus and may the Force be my guide. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I'm definitely going to check out Revenge of the Sith soon. I think it might, for me, it might be a little too soon to revisit Rise of Skywalker. My feelings on that movie are so mixed. Um, I'm going to wait until I have some other Star Wars <laughs> shows to kind of lift up my spirits before I come back to that, I think.
1: Well, I'm listening to the book right now. So I almost kind of want to finish the book to get a maybe a better perspective on what the movie was or what the movie wasn't compared to what the book is. Right. So once I finish that, I may revisit the movie. But, I mean, I just turned on Rogue One not that long ago. I just kind of sat there and I was like, man, this was actually a beautiful movie. <laughs> <laughs> just how nice it was when they went to Scarif. And actually, you know, the, the water planet and everything on how we haven't seen anything like that and how beautiful it was. So, it's yeah, just just that by itself is like, man, that just looks so nice.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I haven't watched Rogue One in a bit. That would be a good revisit. So I may check that out on May the 4th. But anyway, that's uh, for Star Wars fans. That's our annual day, right? May the 4th be with you. It's kind of a thing now and it has been a thing for the last few years um i love it you know when i was 16 may the 4th was just any other day (laughs) (laughs) now everybody you know has that hashtag going so it's crazy on
1: how pop culture has kind of completely embedded itself in like society yeah it used to be if you're wearing your star wars shirts or anything like that you're kind of the the offset the kids that you know you don't want to mess with they're the ones that sit in the corner and pick their nose you know let's, let's leave them alone now it's everybody
0: yeah, now the dads out by the grill aren't wearing the uh, Leonard Skinner t shirt; they're wearing the Darth Vader t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, times have changed. Yeah, they sure have. Um, but we go from one trilogy to the next, right? I mean, we go to the trilogy of trilogies, Star Wars, uh, to another favorite of ours, the now the Bad Boys trilogy. Uh, I guess technically, since they have. Uh, three movies. Uh, That fourth movie's gonna gonna ruin that, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no easy transition here from Star Wars to Bad Boys. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, Joe! (laughs) Just tell him something, Joe! (laughs) Don't make this hard for yourself, Joe! That brain don't come out! It stains, Joe! (laughs)
0: Come on!
1: (laughs) You can tell we love this movie. Uh, My wife has never seen any of these movies. Yeah. And we were sitting down, I think I was just watching Bad Boys 2 on HBO or something, and I seen her paying attention, and she gave me that, what the hell's going on, laughing look, and I shut it off. I was like, nope, done. We're not watching this now. You're going to watch this from the beginning. We're going to watch it all the way through, and I'm going to get a real reaction out of you. Yeah, you're going to give it its due respect. Exactly. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, we watched one and two back-to-back nights. Friday night and a Saturday night, we we didn't go to bed till like one o'clock. But these nights, wow! And Janessa was like, "No, I'm not doing this tonight." Sunday night, I got to work in the morning. I can't do it. <laughs> but we're sitting there. She's like, "Okay, I've got one requirement to watch these movies with you." I was like, "What's that?" She's like, "A bottle of wine." I'm like, "Okay, I, I can. I we can flip that." So she's sitting there with a you know a glass of wine. We're watching the first one, and I'm basically running the lines with him. I'm loving every minute of it, and it's I'm watching I'm, I'm watching it through her eyes. I'm like. This is maybe a little difficult to watch because I'm, I'm, I love we we're so nostalgic to it, right? But how much does that first movie actually hold up if you think about it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude? I am well aware of just how '90s it is. I mean, it was uh, came out in the dead center, 1995, so it it has all of those trappings, right? Between the uh, the fashion and the lingo and the way it's shot, I mean, that's early Michael Bay. Um, early Will Smith. Uh, it was kind of the prime of Martin Lawrence, right? So, yeah. um, I mean, just that that the whole thing for me it brings back nostalgia, so I love it. But for somebody that has fresh eyes, who's who's never seen it, that it may be a chore. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Now she's watching it, and I see her laughing, so she's enjoying it, right? So it's like okay, we're we're going, and like her first thought was that oh, was really violent. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: what what part did she say that
1: at? The movie in general, between oh. <laughs> the hangar scene at the end blowing up, to uh, oh, yeah. to Mike Lowry, you know, getting beat up when he goes to the, uh, the Madame Madam's house, yeah. To you know, the whole thing is always bullets flying when they go into Club Hell. Marcus Burnett's getting head, you know, bouncing off walls and him bouncing guys' heads off urine, dirty urinals and
0: yeah, dirty urinals, used urinals.
1: Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> she's looking at all this and. Half the time she's looking at it, she'll throw her arms up, kind of shrugged, and she'll look at me and smile. You're like, whoa,
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> See, you and I, I mean, this came out at the perfect time. We were what, like, you and I were like 13 when that movie came out uh, on HBO. So, I mean, we were primed. This is like a 13-year-old's, you know, dream movie. (laughs) Yeah, this is the movie we're not supposed to be watching movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it was a different time as far as just like, you know, objectifying women. And just like the action was loud and intense and different than... Even action movies are these days. So yeah. So I mean, that's how she kind of uh, watched the the first one. What about uh, Bad Boys Two? Bad Boys Two, she enjoyed more, and I can kind of oh. see when she was enjoying it more when it was getting
1: closer and closer to you know now times. Yeah, yeah. Like when they were getting newer to her, mm-hmm. she was kind of enjoying it a little bit more. Once again, she's giving me that you know that shrug every time Cap comes in. And he's talking about having people, you know, the department shoved up his butt, you know, <laughs> or he's rubbing his ears saying, "wusa," or asking how they sunk a boat. <laughs> uh, I warned her about the, uh, the butthole puckering scene because I laughed even
0: though I knew it was coming. <laughs> I mean, that... It has some standout scenes that are just like, I think they're hilarious. I mean, they could be in a sitcom like uh, when Mike and Marcus are in that electronics store sitting in that area that they, they thought oh nobody could God. hear them, but they were just blasting on all the TVs outside. And you two need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then the point where they do to go to Captain's house at like 2 in the morning and uh, Marcus actually...
1: Oh, I think that was her favorite scene. Oh, yeah. When he shows up and he's ingested those two things of X, yeah, and he's in there walking around with his tank top off and sitting next to Buddha, or he's drinking, uh, you know, the water out of the
0: vase and talking about the fish. He tried to hold it together as long as he could, but eventually, uh, Captain uh, Captain was wise. Called Teresa,
1: <laughs> I'm coming home. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So that happened, and she, I can, I can tell she enjoyed it. So we go into the third one. I even gave her a warning. Is so the third one? It's a, there's a different feel to the third movie sure.
0: compared to the first two movies. Right. And I, I feel like the, the comedy level in the third movie... It's almost as though they kind of turned down the dial on the comedy and the action and turned up the dial on drama. Yeah. And you got a little bit you know, more of the background of Mike. So, I mean, they've
1: got that going on. And then you have the new task force that's in there that they don't want to work with. And it's it's pretty fun but between... I mean, I still... the The biggest heartbreak of these movies is when Cap gets shot. Oh, yeah. When he's sitting there, or stand- they're, they're having that heart-to-heart, that whole like the conversation, like what you said in that Buddhist book or something like that, was telling him, and he basically tells that story to uh, to Mike, and Mike actually, you can see it kind of click. He kind of got what he was saying, right? And they're walking out, and all of a sudden, they start joking about him not cooking again, and then next thing you know, he takes a shot in the
0: neck. Yeah, there's a couple scenes like that that really kind of take you by surprise in that movie. I mean, the first time when when Mike gets shot, when they're just having that race outside their little retirement party outside that club. And uh, he gets shot. I mean, he, he survives, of course. He's in the rest of the movie, but it's very kind of jaw dropping. And then you're right when the captain uh, gets shot as well. What did what did you think about uh, those scenes?
1: Well, a captain getting shot that was I immediately had an audible gasp out of me in the theater. Yeah, I think I even I may have even said no. Like I actually maybe yeah, verbalized did. my no in the theater. You were audible not sponsored by uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh when you know mike gets shot at the beginning i didn't know how like they were going to play it like i didn't know if they were going to go ahead and have him shot and actually die and then flash backwards right because i mean we didn't at this time we didn't know that there was going to be a four we didn't know how they were playing it. yeah so that that could have clearly been the way because he was always bulletproof mike right and that would have been the way he, he would have went out. I mean, it would have been appropriate for his character, essentially. But, you know, obviously, he he pulls through, then, thankfully. And then we meet, then we meet Reggie <laughs> again. <laughs> I love that. That was it. a funny surprise. And kudos to Janessa. She caught the joke. Oh, wow. She recognized him immediately. She was paying attention. In the hospital. Yes. So, that was another sign that I knew
0: she enjoyed these three movies. Because she was actually paying attention to the movies. No, that's great. Well, so overall, what do you think her uh, overall feelings were on all three movies? Did she enjoy them? Would she watch them again? Did she understand why you enjoyed them so much? Or was she well like, eh, they were okay? <laughs> I think she clearly understood why we enjoy them yeah. as our
1: movies. You know what I mean? And why I love them so much. Right. Uh, her overall thoughts still, ton of language and very violent. But I think she definitely enjoyed the last one more. So I can actually see us watching that one again. I can absolutely see her going to the theater with me, if there is a theater,
0: for the fourth one. (laughs) That's so sad we got to talk in those terms. But, uh, yeah, boy, wouldn't that be sad? Well, I mean, you can't even make movies these days unless everybody's wearing masks and staying six feet apart. So, uh, I don't know. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly.
1: But uh, overall, I think I got a uh, you know a pretty good impression. Well, she gave me a pretty good impression from the movie, saying you know I don't know if she's going to stay up to one o'clock and watch them with me again. Right? She's
0: not going to be uh, memorizing and, and reciting lines to you out of out of the blue.
1: No, she's not going <laughs> to Lukey and dookie, you know, or <laughs> taking a crap on the floor and shellacking it in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a bet? You you threw a bet out?
1: And she was half naked.
0: That is a masseuse. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, guys. We can't help ourselves. Once we
0: get going. <laughs> I know, man. We could we could go. One day, it's our uh, plan of action to maybe do a, a commentary that you can uh, listen to and enjoy um, while you're watching the movies. I think that would Just be kind fun. of hit play and go with it. Yeah, that's, that's a goal of ours. Definitely saying we love these movies so much. Uh, we don't even
1: have to watch him we we could probably recite <laughs> the line for line tonight
0: <laughs> so that's cool i mean i'm glad she uh that was uh good of her to kind of uh, uh swallow the wine and uh, swallow her pride and sit down with you and try to enjoy those things with you something you're interested in i, I think that's a big uh, big move for a wife to make
1: yeah that was definitely a win on my side i'm not sure when i'll get <laughs> another one but uh yeah i think she was she's been in the mood like all of us are we want to laugh or we right. want to look at something and kind of shrug and be like, "What?" Kind of like I think that's why the, uh, that whole Tiger King or whatever it is uh, was so big because everyone was looking for something different, something weird, something to take their mind off of what's you know, what's going on. Big distraction. Yeah, exactly. Now I never I have never seen it. I probably have no intentions on watching it, but I think it's down the same lines with Janessa with these movies. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a win. Now I'm pretty sure she's going to cash this in at some point, and I'm going to watch like the
0: Princess Bride or something. Oh, well, I've heard only, you know, I've never really watched that movie, but I've heard only good things about that movie. So I don't think that oh, would I'm be... Oh, I'm just a... using that movie as an example. I've got no idea what's coming. <laughs> hopefully it is the Princess Prada for good things. It's got Andre the Giant
1: in it. Yeah. Now, I've already watched Devil Has Prada, or Where's Prada, oh. uh, on more than one occasion. So hopefully it's not that one again. <laughs> right about
0: now, it's uh, isn't it that time?
1: Yeah, it's time to jump on in that car, cruise <laughs> right in that cheesy, you know, sitting low, you know, cruising in. And uh, I've got a joke that I'm not sure if it's too soon for or not, but I'm going to roll it. Never with, with
0: it. me. Never too soon.
1: So what's the difference between the bird flu and the swine flu? Mm, what's the difference? One requires treatment; The other requires ointment.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I... You wouldn't know it, but I actually really like that joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay, we're dealing with a uh, you know sickness and everything. Is this is this too soon? Too close to the cuff?"
0: <laughs> I mean, we are, but that joke is like so tame. A young kid <laughs> could give that joke. That's uh, I like it. Nice, I got a winner. <laughs> All right, for me, I'm going to give one. I don't know how it qualifies as as a dad joke. Or or what does honestly. But uh, my kid, you know, she she has her. Um, Daily morning meetings with their teacher and her classmates over a Google Classroom each day over the iPad. And uh, this week, they're actually telling jokes. Each each uh, student's getting the opportunity to tell a joke to all the others. Uh, so I'm going to steal my daughter's joke. Um, I'd never heard it before, but uh, <laughs> here it goes. Uh, what kind of a key opens a banana? No idea. A monkey. I see, I see where you're at there. <laughs> yeah, a joke for my kindergartner. I, I enjoyed it. There we go. Stealing material from your daughter. That's gonna stop. I ain't got nothing better.
1: <laughs> okay, guys. Well, I mean, we're ending. We always end on in that, you know, low rider cheesy vehicle. And uh once again, I want to go ahead and we're gonna plug our website here, you know, It's got everything you need to get a hold of us, get a hold of our you know, social medias, uh, and uh, or through the Twitter account, if you want to go ahead and you know, at me or uh, we'll kind of go back and forth. But I think this is a good spot to say we are signing off for the evening. Good night, everyone.
0: Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna, gonna do? do? What, what you, you gonna do when they come for you? Not, snip my head, snip my